this um, episode is a letter um, written by Ganny and narrated by Ganny and my stepmom Diane. Um, she she's been putting her thoughts down on paper um, and was going to give it to me later, um, but because I was doing this podcast, she offered to read it to me before. I mean before that, before she was finished with it. but And some of the information on it is um, maybe helpful to understand how um, this, my abuse came out um, and was noti- noticed or how it got started being told. Um, this is hard. This is hard for me this morning. Um, she, uh, she had a hard time reading it. I had a hard time listening to it, but I'm now having an okay mending from it. Um, it may be hard for some people here. I don't know. Um, but it is part of my story. I have lived a lot of things that I haven't even begun to let people know about, but, um, I'm trying to go backwards now to some of the things I said I would clarify in the beginning of my podcast. Um, and this is one of them, um, so I think it's important to hear this from another, from this perspective. Um, these are m- my stepmother's words. Um, a person that was really close during this time with me, took me to my mental health visits, sat, sat with me at the courtroom w- waiting my deposition. Um, all those horrible things I had to go through um, as a teenager, um, and I asked her about them, and she said, I'll, I'm going to write a letter, and, and I'll, I'll let you read it. That way you can use the information how you want to, but I think hearing it from her is more powerful because hearing it from me, it, it could almost sound like I, I just put words wherever I want them, and I don't, I don't want that. I want you to hear how hard abuse can affect an entire family. A a family that had already gone through a painful divorce. And as she says, you know, all the typical things that can happen to a family, like, you know, drugs, alcohol, um, teen pregnancies, which it it wasn't me. I wasn't, I I mean, I was, I was not a teen and pregnant. This was something else, but, um, and just the hard things that people go through in normal everyday life that we don't think too much about, but they are hard. Um, she doesn't mention the fact that, you know, that she had breast cancer. My dad had a heart attack at 40. I mean, lots of things happened. Deaths, all those regular things that happen to people were also going on in our lives. But this tore our family down. I mean, we were a strong family and we still are, but this what she's saying is so true. It was a nightmare. 
So I just wanted to share it, and and I was thankful that she shared it with me. And there's more to the letter, but this is the beginning. This will be a little beginning of it, and I can only let out so much at a time because it's hard. So um, I'll be letting you hear that now. Um, Just remember, all these things are to help others heal and to help myself heal at the same time. So, I'm sharing it, and that'll be coming up soon. Thank you. Just for the record, writing and recording all of these things from the past hurts my heart. I'm praying for healing for all involved. The years pass quickly as we as a family of six experienced teen pregnancies, drugs, alcohol, and alcohol. Mostly we pressed through, we pressed through. Thomas and our, I'm sorry, pressed through. As our family grew, it became stronger. We all sacrificed for it to become the way for it to become that way however there was that weekend although that everything in our world changed the older children were in high school and I believe Cheryl was 15 or 16 one weekend when she was visiting us dark secrets came to light We had invited her to a family wedding the weekend before and was told she couldn't come because she had to go with Earl on a trip. The following weekend when she came, our world, our whole world as we knew it, became dark with pain. That was the weekend it all came to light. And And the abuse she had suffered from Earl as a child. We were sitting around the kitchen table talking about Jeff and Deborah's wedding. Uh, wait a minute, Jeff and Deborah's wedding. Oh, the week, the Friday before when we had, uh, when we went and she couldn't come because she had to go with him. And Frank said something like, yeah, Cheryl should have been there, but Earl wants people to believe that she's his girlfriend. Oh, my God. And he goes on the long trips with her. He goes on those long trips with her alone. Mind you, Earl also had a daughter, Cheryl's age, but she stayed at home with Linda. So anyway, when they said those words, Cheryl's face expressions changed. Facial expression changed. And I knew, I knew at that moment, everything we suspected was true. Earl had been having sex with Cheryl. She was she was a child. My heart began to hurt and I thought, oh my God, why? I hope he's rotting in hell. Frank and I discussed it that night and agreed that I would talk to her the next day when she came to the flower shop to help me. So we had the first sit, we had the sit down. 
My first question to her was, have you been having sex with girls? She welled up and started to cry and shook her head yes. Lord, I can't remember it. I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember any of the questions after I asked her the first one. I can't remember. I guess that's God's way of protecting me from the hurt I felt for her. After talking to her daddy about it, the conversation she and I had, I called the sheriff's office. We were advised to notify the mother that she would not be coming back to Pensacola and told her that we would be filing for custody of her and pressing charges against Darvell. That conversation was not an easy one for Frank. Linda was extremely upset and I know her world was turned upside down. I hurt for her. During those, you know, tears roll down my face, don't you? During those horrible weeks of following this initial conversation with Cheryl, 